What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build the pond. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Number four, Charles Barkley. Round, allow, round, the mound, round of mound rebound. of rebound. Easy for me to say. And Eric Fry. Kumbaya, and it's all good. And- it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. To another day, to another week of the uh, starting lineup. Happy Monday to you out of there. I know this is one of the worst Mondays out of all of the uh, Mondays after a Thanksgiving weekend, a long uh, Thanksgiving weekend. But we're here to help you through it. We're the starting lineup here on a 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Coming up for the next hour, we'll be talking uh, some uh, sports, uh, specifically uh, some uh, local sports. We'll take a look at uh, those uh, football uh, championships uh, that happened on a Friday and a Saturday as a football is officially done. It is closed in the books. State champions have been crowned. Hel- helmets have been put in the glass case there for the uh, champions for uh, the uh, state of Illinois. We'll take a look at those as well as the uh, basketball tournaments uh, that are wrapped up uh, this weekend. We got a, a ton of uh, things to uh, talk about there, a ton of tournaments uh, that are wrapped up uh, this weekend. And we'll also get you set up for what's happening uh, tonight. And we'll also take a look at uh, some uh, national sports, of course, uh, college basketball for sure, maybe a little bit on uh, college football. I know we like to save that for uh, tomorrow because we have a lot to get to here. We got the NFL, maybe some World Cup. And, of course, so we have one more game to pick in Pick'em because the mm-hmm. Colts are on tonight on Monday Night Football. So we'll, we'll you can be, hear it on WCRI. That's right. And we'll also have another game over on our other sister station, Jack FM. It's yeah. high school girls basketball as it's Altamont against Dietrich this evening. As well, and of course, it's the post weekend, so we got uh, the uh, top three uh, moments from the uh, sports weekend. A lot of things happen uh, from this extended possibly uh, sports weekend uh, for some of us and uh, we'll uh, take a look at that and we'll narrow them down to uh, three but of course the starting lineup would not be possible without a McMahon meets Tingley Insurance Agency wet pools and spas worth computer repair and uh, to topple us a state of bank we appreciate uh, them and we appreciate all of you uh, for coming along for uh, the ride here on this November 28th uh, 2022 uh, Travis Sparks Eric Fry here with you and uh, Let's go ahead and let's get this thing started because we got a lot to get to here today here on this post-Thanksgiving weekend hangover. And let's get to it and let's hop into it with First Things First. Before we get into the show, 
first things first. And this could have been a really a great post Thanksgiving weekend, but unfortunately, uh, some things that didn't happen our way. But we're starting with uh, the Illinois Fighting Illini, uh, both on the uh, football field and the hardwood uh, there. Uh, and let's first start, even though it happened on a Saturday. Let's uh, start here with the uh, Fighting Illini as uh, they uh, took care of business up in Evanston, and boy, did they! It was uh, over from the word go. Basically, 41 to 3 was the uh, final score. Absolutely uh, stomped Northwestern up in Evanston. And uh, boy, it was a little scary there for a second with uh, Chase Brown going down a little bit. It was early on in the game, but Reggie Love the third. Got to give him big props to mm -hmm. him. He came in and uh, filled in nicely. And, uh, you know, even though uh, Chase ended up getting 19 uh, carries in the game, uh, I think you almost had to go with the hot hand there, even if uh, Chase was a little bit uh, healthy there. And, of course, you were saving him for possibly what was to come and for what is possibly to come later on and down the line. But Reggie Love the third, 85 yards and a touchdown. Would have liked to have seen him get a second score there at the very end but hey that's a little here Nora there and uh, Chase he was not the only Brown that had an outstanding day his brother Sidney Brown he had a, a fumble return for a touchdown an interception return for a touchdown and I think he had another interception yeah he, he did have a two with Devin Witherspoon ended up having two there was six total turnovers by a Northwestern and uh, it was a good day if your name last name was Brown, and it was a good day for the Illini on Saturday, forty-one to three, all over the Wildcats. Yeah, I mean, it, from the word go, that Illini defense is what I thought of Travis in that game. I was watching mm -hmm. some of it um, Saturday up in Cumberland, and that defense was making picks and making plays all over the field. Um, when you hear Chase Brown went down early in the first quarter, you're like, uh oh. Right. It was uh -oh. a little scary, especially uh, he was holding his knee yeah. a little he's bit. He's dealt but... with some lower body injuries this year already. Mm -hmm. But Reggie Love the third, like you said, stepped up in a huge way, had a great game. Mm -hmm. And the defense did. It looked like the Illini defense that we have seen when they won six games in a row. Right. And exactly. it just makes you go, where were you? Mm -hmm. Where were you? What happened? What changed? And the difference is, is that Northwestern's not good. That's right. what changed. I guess that's true. Like I said, get them out of the Big Ten. Yeah, but uh, definitely uh, they have uh, yet to, and they have not won in the regular nope. season on the uh, American soil. Uh, they finished the season one and eleven. Of course, their <laughs> only win was that win against Nebraska over in Ireland. So uh, rough year, rough year it, for Northwestern. Is it going to be time? Is it time for coaching change at Northwestern? I know Pat Fitzgerald's yeah. institution. Right, and they really liked him because he played there yes. and whatnot. And he but did it's not have working. a couple of seasons there that they were all right. But It's yeah. not working. Mm -hmm. You need to freshen it up. Especially, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. If we don't talk about it today, we'll talk about it tomorrow. The other Big Ten hires that have happened over the weekend, mm -hmm. it makes that West a whole lot tougher if you don't have a good coach in there. Right, yeah, certainly. So. So, uh, Illinois. Luckily, Illinois has a good coach. Yes, uh, he does. We do. As uh, Brett Bielema, in his uh, second year there at uh, U of I, 
is the first uh, Illinois coach to win their first two games against Northwestern since John Makovich in 88-89. And he uh, uh, led the Big Ten, uh, or led Illinois to five Big Ten wins. And, of course, that is the uh, most in the uh, Big Ten. And the first time that the Illini have finished above 500 in the Big Ten since 2007. And uh, that year they went 6-2. and two. And uh, since the regular season is done and over with, uh, Illinois finishes the regular season 8-4. and four, And that is the uh, most wins since uh, 2007. It's the first time that they won at least eight games in a season since that 2007 season where we finished nine and four. So uh, it's like, yes, it's all about perspective. And you're hearing me talk about that a few times over the last uh, several months, I guess, Mm -hmm. with Illinois, with uh, stuff that it's like, yes, it could have been better. But also, I always think back of it could have been worse, especially with Lovey Smith's uh, tenure. And just uh, two years ago, uh, we were terrible. And uh, that at least this year, we were in the conversation until the very last day. It was still possible that we could win the West. I texted you that on a Friday that Nebraska, they got it done against Iowa. Nebraska beat them. And then all we just needed to do was have Indiana beat Purdue. And they were up at the half. And (laughs) you're like, this is happening. It Illinois is going to back into the Big Ten championship game. This is yep. great. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, Indiana's quarterback went down yeah, with a did, severe yeah. injury, and mm-hmm. it was over at that point. And, Basically. And it, that stinks. Mm-hmm. But, again, you put yourself in that position where you didn't control your own destiny. Right. So, exactly. as much as it hurt when I saw Purdue beat Indiana, it was – they were supposed to beat Indiana. Mm-hmm. Only – only not good teams lose to Indiana. Hmm. Yeah. Due to officials. But. Exactly. And that's kind of what uh, Coach Bielema tweeted out. Uh, I he, saw that. He tweeted out congratulations to both Michigan and uh, Purdue for making the uh, championship games. And uh, he said that they would have liked to have seen what uh, his team could have done mm-hmm. with, uh, with them on a neutral site with neutral officials as well. He threw in there. And I was gearing up. <laughs> I was ready for the rematch. Yeah, I was ready. Right. And yep, uh, we saw Michigan take care of business in, in the yep. game against Ohio State, and it's like, oh boy, here we go. We're gonna have another crack at them, possibly. Now, because, and, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this later on in the week. Travis, I have mm-hmm. never been a bigger Purdue fan than I am gonna be this weekend. Yeah, because I want chaos. There would be some serious chaos. There, I mean, there was this weekend. <laughs> This weekend started the chaos train. Yeah, we can pick teams off one by one that don't have a chance. I feel. And we'll probably will tomorrow. That'll be a yeah. large chunk of our show tomorrow. But right. for Illinois, you did what you needed to do. You beat Northwestern. You end the year looking so much better, like you said, than you were two years ago. Mm-hmm. And right. it, it's amazing what Coach Bielma has done with this team in two years. Mm-hmm. In two years, he yeah. has done more than the entire time of Lovey Smith. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, yes. the, I, I, I not. I've been really hard on Lovey Smith. Mm-hmm. I really have. Yeah. But I think there are some coaches that just can't coach in the college game. Sure. They just can't do it. And yeah. I think Lovey Smith is one of them. Mm-hmm. He just right. can't coach college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a fair assessment. Right now he can't coach the NFL, but I don't blame him. I blame the talent around him. Well, and you look vice versa. Some coaches yes. can coach in college, but they can't coach in the NFL. Nick Saban's a prime example yeah, of that. Yeah, perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, to me, um, Urban Meyer 
It's another great yeah. example of it. Oh, and then, you know, the guy that they just hired uh, there at Nebraska, everyone yeah. was kind of uh, really high on him and thinking, oh, maybe uh, he could translate to the NFL, Carolina Panthers, here we go. And then, of course, uh, that it didn't work out. But uh, everyone seems to think that he's suited. More of his coaching style is better in the college ranks. And I think here's why it works. There are some coaches that work better in college than in the pros. And that is in the college level, you are 100% in charge of that roster. That is yours. You pick the players. You recruit them to come into the team. At the NFL level, it's up to the general manager who they bring in, who they they have there. Mm. You're not really in control of any of that. Right. So I think that some of those coaches that like to be in control and knows the kind of player they're looking for Mm. do better at the college level as opposed to those – coaches who just want to coach and they'll find a way to work with whatever players they got yeah i think that was lovey smith's problem i don't think he was a great recruiter no uh there he could maybe coach him once he got him there but he couldn't get him there uh and he couldn't figure out why he couldn't get better athletes yeah well exactly uh there so uh unfortunately uh, it's uh, what could have been you know those two games against michigan state uh, purdue Yes, uh, but uh, certainly eight wins is nothing to uh, hang your head about here. At least I'm not hanging my head about it uh, at all. And so we'll sit and await. We won't play uh, this upcoming Saturday in the Big Ten Championship game, but that's okay. We're still going to play in a bowl game. We'll find out later uh, this week. We'll find out uh, soon enough where we will uh, stand there for the uh, bowl game. I've seen some projections of that uh, one bowl game that's in Tampa that is escaping me. Champs Sports. I'm not sure what, what it is, um, but uh, also one, another one was uh, the one in Orlando. That's the uh, Camping World. Man, why can I remember all these bowls? <laughs> it's like uh, there's not enough of them. That, I know. Maybe that's why they're escaping me uh, there at the moment with none really pulled up in all front right. of me. Well, uh, or the uh, Music City Bowl. Oh, I do. Yeah. I do remember that one. While you're trying to look that up, Travis, I'm going to ask you a very painful question, but I have to do it. Which which one hurts the most? Which win do you look or loss do you look back and go, mm, let it slip away, and we'd be in a different spot? Indiana, um, Michigan State, Purdue. Uh, I mean, just for me personally, it was the Michigan State game just because I was there. Right. I mean, I was there at the Purdue game too, but the Michigan State one hurts hurts more. See, to me, I think it's the Indiana one. The Indiana one, Travis, you're yeah, the West champ. So you're the West champ. Yeah, it's just so far ago. It was three points, and you're the West champ. That's that's mm-hmm. it. And and that to me is the one that stings the most. Looking back at the the, the year. Citrus Bowl. That's oh, the, the one. Citrus Bowl. Citrus Bowl was one that I was thinking of. Maybe it's the. Yeah, it's the Rila Quest Bowl of course. in Tampa. That but hey, rolls off the tongue. it's a New Year's Day Bowl, hey. January 2nd. How about that? Both of those. <laughs> so uh, there's that. We'll, but we'll await our fate wherever a bowl game uh, will be uh, played. We will uh, be there for sure, and you can hear it on a 98.9, the game right we here. We won't be so, there. But. Well, yes, we'll be there in a spirit. Uh, for sure. All right, so uh, let's uh, take a break, and then let's talk some uh, local sports, some local uh, basketball action coming up for you on the other side. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. 
This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. It's finally deer season, and McMahon Meats is your deer processing headquarters. Shotgun or bow, however you go, we can help you get your meat on the table. At McMahon Meats, we keep all the meat separate, so the deer meat you bring in is the deer meat you get back. We can customize your orders with several flavors of deer, sausage, Slim Jims, and jerky. Good luck to all the hunters this deer season. Call McMahon Meats at 217-813-6054 for all your processing needs. Find us on Facebook or www.mcmahonmeats.com. Located on Route 40 between Effingham and Teutopolis, McMahon Meats for quality and convenience meat tradition. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen, and galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fansville, where the refs are always wrong and Dr. Pepper is always right. Always. Where the mountains are capped with cooler ice and children learn the 23 flavors of Dr. Pepper before they learn the alphabet. Smart. It's the one place where a man is a six unless he's wearing face paint. He's a ten. And where fans deserve a Dr. Pepper no matter if they win or lose. But we're going to win. Get ready for anything to happen this college football season on Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Grab some today. And now. Some transition buckets that resulted in dunks. From Fagan, he's yes. only a freshman and he can throw it down. And he's yes. starting. Nice. And he's very starting. nice. The starting lineup and jumping. He's their their tip baller. <laughs> so it just it just <laughs> <laughs> on ninety eight nine the game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 of the game. ESPN Radio, uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. Let's take a look at uh, the uh, loaded uh, sports uh, schedule that we had uh, this uh, past weekend as a ton of uh, turkey tournaments are wrapped up. And uh, let's go ahead and let's just go down the list here that we have on our website, femradio.com, on our local sports tab. Uh, the uh, place that uh, you were at there is in uh, Cumberland. Yes. Uh, but they were in the third place game. But uh, the two games before that, the uh, seventh place game saw Vandalia defeat Marshall 79 to uh, 52. In the consolation uh, championship, it was uh, Newton over Okaw Valley 65 to uh, 58. And it was a little comeback effort uh, for uh, Newton as uh, Okaw Valley actually had the first quarter lead 22 to 13. But then uh, Newton outscored them 20 to 9 in the second quarter to take the lead at halftime 33-31 and then Okaw Valley had the lead after three quarters but then a 20 to 11 in Newton fourth quarter 
gave them the win and the Constellation Championship uh, there in the Cumberland Thanksgiving Tournament. And then uh, that's where he saw uh, the uh, Cumberland Pirates in the uh, third-place game, and it was Dietrich ended up picking up the win over the uh, Pirates, 49-2046 here there to take third place. So uh, Dietrich in third and uh, Cumberland finishing up in uh, fourth place there in their Thanksgiving Tournament. Yeah, and, you know, Cumberland was in that game all night long. Uh they had a four-point yeah, second like quarter. Uh, you're not going to win a lot of games with a four-point second mm. quarter. Um, but luckily they held, you know, uh, or they held Dietrich to a four-point quarter, I mean, in the second. Um, but they gave up quarters of 19-4, 16-10, and that Cumberland offense. Unfortunately, at the end, uh, two straight turnovers on their final two possessions, Travis, uh, in a one-point game mm -hmm. just did in the Cumberland Pirates. They had two opportunities, one to take the lead, one to tie. And unfortunately, they just turned the ball over uh, Two of 17 turnovers uh, for the Pirates. You're not again. You're not going to win a lot of games with 17 turnovers um, mm -hmm. and only shooting the ball 38% from the field, 26% uh, from three-point land. And talking with Coach post game, he said, you know, that's something we're going to have to clean up. Especially, you know, Cumberland's on a little bit of a an NTC role right now. You know, they had North Clay Friday night. Yeah. They had Dietrich on Saturday. They get Altamont on Tuesday. They are. They know that there's tough competition out there. And then once they get done with Altamont, they get a week off, and then they face Casey. So it's Ooh. it's a tough schedule for the Pirates to start off the season, which Coach likes that because sure. it gets to see what you got. And mm. uh, this Pirate team has shown a lot of heart in these three games. They haven't gone quietly into the night. There hasn't been a lot of heads down, you know, hands on the hips, giving up, and they easily could have done that Friday night against the North Clay game when they were down, I think, 20 points at one point in that game, wow. and they battled back to make it a two-point game at one point. Mm -hmm. So uh, this team shows a lot of heart. They just need to get a little bit more out of uh, maybe some of their role players um, mm -hmm. and, and some of their starters as well. Uh, you know, Jackson Bolt only having three points against Dietrich. He's got to get a little bit more than that. Uh, I think, for the Cumberland Pirates to be successful. Right, yeah. But three players there in uh, double figures yep. there for uh, Cumberland. Uh, only a couple for uh, Dietrich. Uh, Westendorf led the way there. 18 points. Get part with uh, 14. Uh, and Dietrich's a good team. They're a good team. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, they almost won 20 games last year. I think they'll be a sneaky good team in uh, the NTC uh, for sure. And, uh, hey, their uh, girls uh, team had a good Thanksgiving weekend as well that we'll get to here in just a second. And then uh, the uh, championship there in uh, Cumberland saw uh, those uh, KZ Westfield Warriors and uh, Coach Brandon take down on North Clay and uh, the Cardinals. And this one was by 155 to uh, 54. Uh, KZ actually jumped out to a 20 to 11 lead after one quarter. But then uh, North Clay uh, chipped away after that. They cut it to 6, 29. 23 at half and then even closer there after three quarters 42 38 and then ultimately coming up just a little bit short there with the comeback attempt it just looked like that what did him in there was that first quarter and uh, north clay actually outscored him in every quarter after that but it just seemed the, the start doomed him uh, for the Cardinals. Uh, it was uh, Jackson Parcel leading the way for the Warriors. Uh, he had 18 points, and uh, Logan Fleener, of course, led the way for the Cardinals. He had a 28 in the losing effort there uh, for uh, North Clay. Uh, there and these two teams will be uh, matching up later on this week. I believe on Thursday they'll Ooh. be matching up in a rematch. That's an early season battle between two very good teams. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And to think Travis Casey, you know, Noah Livingston, Mm -hmm. Tore his ACL playing football. 
He isn't even out there right now wow. for Casey. So how good can the Warriors be if he's able to get back healthy? Hmm. Um, right. That's to me. That's a big question. Uh, he yeah, was he sure. was their quarterback and went down with an ACL injury. Um, he was there at all the games, obviously uh, in street clothes. But get him healthy. That's going to be an even more dangerous Casey team. Right, yeah, for sure. It's impressive they were able to beat North Clay without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that just goes to show you how good day Casey yep. is yep. Uh, this year. I'll be seeing them for without Altamont coming up in a couple weeks as well. Uh, the uh, St. Anthony Thanksgiving uh, tournament uh, happened there at the Enlow Center, and it wrapped up on uh, Saturday. In the uh, seventh place game, it was FEM picking up the win over Mattoon, a 75 to a 59. FEM got off to a great start and never really looked back. 21 to 10 after the uh, first quarter, uh, the Hearts were uh, led by Garrett Wolf, 32 points for him. Uh, Splechter, he had a 17, a Logan Heil with 14, and uh, those were the three guys in double figures for the Hearts, but big night for uh, Wolf, leading the Hearts to a seventh place victory there. In the fifth place game, it was Robinson over Rantoul, 71 to a 51. In the third place game, it was Highland over uh, St. Anthony by the final of 56 to 44. St. Anthony actually had the uh, narrow lead after one quarter, but then after that, it seemed like Highland uh, really uh, took control uh, there. It was uh, West the North, I believe, with uh, for uh, St. Anthony to lead the way with uh, 10 points. Uh, there also, also Griffin Sayi had seven. Max Caney had seven as well. Uh, Jake Osenmeyer and uh, Joe Jansen led Highland with 14 points apiece uh, for the uh, Battle of the Bulldogs. And it was Highland who came out with third place. Uh, there and then in the championship game or for the second year in a row it was these two teams are matching up and it was the same result as well this time it was a little bit more of a blowout than uh, last year uh, but uh, Bree Central picked up the win over T-Town 44 to 30-3 it was actually tied after three quarters and it was pretty tight throughout but uh, Bree Central holding to top list only three fourth quarter points and uh, Bree Central put up 14 there in the final quarter to run away with it, 44-33. Uh, Joey Niebergi and Caleb Seamer led the way for the shoes. They each both scored a nine points. It was Chase Lewis leading the way for Bree Central. He had 16 points. Uh, Mason uh, Schubert had uh, 12 points uh, there. And uh, both of those guys, I believe, uh, I think it was Chase who hit the uh, game winner uh, this past week against uh, Robinson. Uh, at the buzzer, basically, uh, there. And Mason Schubert ended up winning the uh, tournament MVP mm-hmm. there for the all-tournament team. Uh, Kate Altandana, Jake Ostmeyer from Highland, all both from Highland, Noah Gilmore from Robinson, Kyrie Martin from Rantoul, Garrett Wolf from the Hearts, Brock Fearday for uh, St. Anthony, uh, Brendan Niebergi, and uh, Caleb Steamer from Tatopolis, and uh, Cody Dickshot, and uh, Mason Schubert there for Bree Central and a Sherbert being named the MVP there as Bree Central is St. Anthony Tournament Champions once again. Yeah, congratulations. Absolutely. In the uh, Lawrenceville Capital Classic in the fifth-place game, we had Salem over Red Hill, 60-39. to Third-place game was Mount Carmel over Fairfield, 72-33. And in the championship game, it was Alney over Lawrenceville, 48-42 there. So Alney winning the uh, Lawrence. Villa Capital Classic mm-hmm. there. 
in the Mulberry Grove at Thanksgiving uh, tournament in the uh, seventh place game. It was Kowner Beecher City over Mount Olive, 65 to 31. Fifth place game was Potoka over Lebian, 72 to 46. Third place game was Ramsey over Mulberry Grove, 48 36. And in the championship, it was St. Omer Brownstown for the second year in a row, winning the Mulberry Grove Turkey Tournament. And it was over Father McGivney uh, this time around, 56 to 48. It seems like when I look at the uh, St. Elmo box scores, they jump out to uh, early leads yeah. and just hold on to them as, once again, a 20-9 opening quarter Ooh. lead uh, for uh, SEB over uh, Father McGivney. And they also shot 34 free throws at SEB That's as well. Free throws. Yeah, it is. And they made 30 of them uh, there. So uh, pretty good percentage there half, from the line. More than half their points came from the free throw line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Campbell led the way. He had 18. Uh, Paisley had 18 as well. Adam Atwood had a 10 points. And uh, Jared Paisley and Adam Atwood and uh, Campbell, they all made all-tournament team. And uh, Clayton Wojcik from uh, CHBC also uh, made the all-tournament team there in Mulberry Grove. Um, in the uh, Nioga Mary Shore Thanksgiving uh, shootout, it was uh, Nioga going one and one on uh, Saturday, and it was Sisney uh, over Nioga 56 to 40. But uh, then it was Nioga winning over Georgetown Ridge Farm 58 to uh, 55, and it was uh, ended up being Sisney over Georgetown and Notre Dame LaSalle 55 to 32 to win this as Sisney was three and zero on the weekend there. In the uh, Robinson uh, Thanksgiving uh, tournament in the uh, championship game, it's all St. Anthony defeat Robinson by the final of 81 to uh, 57. Four in uh, double figures for St. Anthony. Lucy Fearday with 22, uh, Stacy Vonerheide at 18, and Nancy Ruhoff 15, and Addie Nuxall with 13. It's a 28 to 10 opening quarter lead, and 46 to 20, 47 to 26 at halftime, and St. Anthony. Never look back while taking home the championship there in the Robinson Turkey Tournament. In the Count uh, uh, Herrick Beecher City uh, Thanksgiving uh, Tournament, I mentioned uh, that uh, Dietrich girls had a uh, great Thanksgiving weekend as well. They won the championship game over CHBC uh, 56 to 48. Dietrich led uh, by just a single point, 8 to 7 in the opening quarter. They were tied at the half. Then a big third quarter as well really led Dietrich to this one. Uh, they uh, uh, 42 to 30 there, so only a five point quarter for a CHBC is what uh, doomed uh, them. Uh, Miley uh, Britton uh, led the way for uh, Dietrich. She had 18 points. Uh, Katie Tigler had 16, and Brummer added 10 points as well. And uh, Miley Britton for Dietrich was named the tournament MVP uh, for the uh, CHBC uh, Thanksgiving tournament. Uh, Courtney Brummer from Dietrich also made it, but uh, Gracie Heckard in the championship game, she ended up finishing with 18 points. Maddie Wojcik had 15, and they both uh, made the uh, all-tournament team. So did Macy Rodman from CHBC as well. Uh, Lexi Seaball for Brownstown St. Elmo. Uh, Paige Dittimore for Cumberland, and Ella Kinkler for Windsor's Two Straws all made the all-tournament team. And speaking of uh, Brownstown St. Elmo, they won over Cumberland in the third-place game, 36-21. to And uh, BSE... They only dropped one game in the tournament this week, so they're five and one on the season, and this is the second time they beat Cumberland as well this year already, and uh, they got third place there for Brownstown and St. Elmo. Yeah, uh, Cumberland just couldn't seem to get past Brownstown and St. Elmo in this tournament. <laughs> no, uh, Baldridge had a nine points 
there to lead the way for BSE uh, there. And it was also a Ramsey uh, Mulberry Grove defeated Red Hill 42-36. And it was one just two straws over making Meridian 59-32 there also at the Thanksgiving tournament as well. In the Nioga shootout on the Mary Sir side of things for the girls. Uh, Nioga over Christmas 63-15 and over uh, Georgetown Ridge Farm as well 59-20 there and wow that is everything that happened on a saturday in the way of thanksgiving tournaments there so congratulations to all the girls and guys as well for taking home turkey tournament championships there and getting plaques there and uh, we also saw on a friday we uh, will pass along as well as uh, altamont took home the uh, championship of the uh, bob kearns tournament over in uh, newton and it was another dramatic win over there eric as it was 53 51 i told you uh that this was the best game that uh altamont has played uh, so far this season they just looked fluid on on offense they were intense on defense they were good at rebounding and they end up picking up the win in dramatic fashion again late in the game claire bame it's yeah. the game-winning mid-range jumper to give altamont the win there by two over fam how many did they score again 53 altamont has not lost this season when they score <laughs> under 50 just saying they have not but they broke the streak though they, they broke the, the the 50 the exact 50 point well they did that um, wednesday too they scored 51 yeah. on wednesday oh i thought they scored 50 oh maybe they did score 50 i can't remember but uh yeah i mean you'll look at the box score and you'll see uh, grace nelson with uh, 34 points there and that's uh, the majority of their points but i thought you know like i said this was the best that they've looked offensively uh there so a lot to a uh, carry over uh there to uh tonight as it's gonna be a tough matchup as uh, dietrich uh, really impressed me over the weekend by taking down CHBC yeah. uh, there. So this will be an entertaining game coming up uh, tonight over on a Jack FM. The JV game will begin at 6 o'clock, and the varsity contest will follow after that. Probably tune in around 7-ish to see if we're on the air uh, or not. But uh, that game will be heard over on Jack FM. Yeah, looking forward to tonight's game. Should be a, should be a good one between, like you said, a Dietrich team that kind of surprised, I think, not just you, a lot of people over the weekend. Uh, with the success they had over there at Cowan here at Beecher City. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if they can lead that into a win against Altamont or if Altamont can continue its winning ways. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I've looked at the rosters of all the NTC teams. We said that this year was going to be highly competitive on the girls' side as well. And the Dietrich's one of those teams only lost like two seniors. They are also battling some injuries last year as well. So a lot of experience uh, coming back. And obviously uh, Britain has uh, come out and uh, shined there in the uh, Thanksgiving tournament and uh, just an added element uh, to their game. Uh, for sure. So definitely looking forward to that in TC uh, tilt uh, tonight. Uh, on the other side uh, for FEM, uh, they fell to a three and one on the season. And uh, Ella Niebergi, she was feeling it from beyond the arc. All of her 18 points came on three pointers uh, there. Uh, Allie made a clutch basket there at the very end to tie it up at 51. And then, of course, uh, Bame hit that uh, mid range shot to. Give Altamont the win, and they are five and zero 
on the season. And also the game is going to be in Altamont tonight as well. And uh, Altamont was wearing those home white jerseys on uh, Friday. And it was a different look uh, for them. It just seems like we've been on the road because we have yeah. been on the road to start the season. And so it will also be nice to be back in the friendly confines there uh, in Altamont. And it also kicks off homecoming week there for the Indians as well as we got uh, games pretty much every day except for Wednesday. We got the mm-hmm. boys in action there against Cumberland on Tuesday. Uh, we got uh, the girls in action on uh, Thursday against Casey there in Altamont. And I also have uh, Vandalia as well for the boys to wrap up homecoming week uh, there. Uh, let's take a look at some other games uh, that are happening uh, tonight in uh, girls basketball. Besides the one in Altamont, we got Vandalia going up against North Clay. Arcola hosting Central A&M. Uh, Pal Hutt at Red Hill. Casey hosting uh, Cumberland. Neoga's at Windsor Stustraws. Flora at Mount Carmel. South Central against uh, Brownstown St. Elmo. St. Anthony hosting Okaw Valley. Saw that that St. Anthony game is just going to be varsity only. There in that one, uh, Arthur Lovington out with Hammond hosting Oakwood, and Newton is at Sullivan, and Shelbyville is at Pena. We do have one boys game tonight, Arthur Lovington out with Hammond um, against Danville Schlarman. And in uh, girls basketball for the uh, junior high level, tons of regionals getting underway this evening for the uh, semifinals or quarterfinals, semifinals, I think. Uh, there and we have all those listed on our website fmradio.com so go over there and uh, check it out from 1a to 4a uh, they're all the area teams that are involved in that and we'll update those uh, for you tomorrow and update yep. uh, here on the starting lineup of those games as well so uh, let's uh, step away and uh, let's uh, take a break and, and then we'll be back to talk some uh, NFL coming up here on the starting lineup we'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. It's finally deer season and McMahon Meats is your deer processing headquarters. Shotgun or bow, however you go, we can help you get your meat on the table. At McMahon Meats, we keep all the meat separate so the deer meat you bring in is the deer meat you get back. We can customize your orders with several flavors of deer, sausage, Slim Jims, and jerky. Good luck to all the hunters this deer season. Call McMahon Meats at 217-813-6054 for all your processing needs. Find us on Facebook or www.mcmahonmeats.com. Located on Route 40 between Effingham and Chitopolis, McMahon Meats where quality and convenience meet tradition. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel. 
official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. And now. Mm-hmm. But that is when ESPN News should be utilized. Yeah. Not cornhole. The starting lineup. It's pretty It's pretty awesome. Sorry, bags. Yeah, which is it? Is it bags or cornhole? Playing. I think, yeah, I, I always go bags. I always say that. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The St. Louis Blues overcame a three-goal deficit in the third period to beat the Florida Panthers 5-4 in overtime at the Florida Live Arena on Saturday. The Blues are now tied for fourth place in Central Division with 22 points and have an 11-10-0 record. They host Dallas tonight. Come on, Blues, get a win. Streak's still alive, Travis. Two, I consider a streak. So, therefore, streak's still alive. Yes. In college basketball action on Friday, Lindenwood was crushed by number 14, Illinois, 92-59. And Eastern Illinois went down against Ohio, 78-67. On Saturday, Eastern Illinois lost to Alabama State, 67-58. And SIU Edwardsville took down Kansas City, 64-54. Chicago Bears couldn't slow down the Jets' backup quarterback, Mike White, in a 31-10 loss at MetLife Stadium. We'll talk more about that, I'm sure, in just a little bit. Chicago Blackhawks surrendered four second-period goals during a 7-2 loss to the Winnipeg Jets at the United Center. Blackhawks never led in the game. Chicago is on a seven-game losing streak. The team is in last place in the Central Division with 16 points and a 6-11-4 record. The Blackhawks host Edmonton on Wednesday. The Chicago Bulls fell to Oklahoma City Thunder in the final minute of a 123-119 overtime loss to the Paycom Center on Friday. DeMar DeRozan hit a game-tying jumper with under a minute left in regulation to send the game an extra frame, but Shea Gilchrist-Alexander hit five free throws in the last 30 seconds of overtime to take the Bulls down. Chicago visits Utah tonight. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9 of the game. ESPN Radio, Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there on the Sports Center hits. And uh, first of all, we get to the NFL. I wanted to clean up a couple of things because we had a lot to get to there in the weekend uh, sports wrap uh, there. I forgot to mention on uh, Friday, the uh, big battle between uh, St. Anthony and FEM, the crosstown uh, game. It was St. Anthony uh, with their three-point shooting uh, taking down uh, the Hearts 55 to uh, 48 uh, there. Also, uh, Garrett Wolf had a, a great game for the Hearts. Uh, there, um, let's see. Yeah, he had 28 on a Friday night. Uh, Splector had 15, but no one else on the uh, Hearts even smelled the double figures there. Uh, Brock Fearday led the way. Uh, he had 13 points. Max Caney had a nine, and just a balanced effort from the Bulldogs. Uh, Willenberg, Wessendorf, Sehi all had seven, and like I said, just three pointers raining down. On Friday, the San Anthony uh, taking down FEM in the cross-town rivalry game there at the Turkey Tournament. I always enjoy uh, that on uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to uh, clean up as well the uh, football championships as well. And uh, Lena Winslow, uh, they are uh, state champions in 1A as uh, they uh, took down a Camp Point Central 30-8. So it wasn't even close. 
So uh, the North wins uh, that one, and uh, Lena Winslow caps off a, a perfect season in 2A. They've done it, Eric. They did it. They catered St. Teresa. Yeah. They uh, defeated Downs Tri-Valley by the final of 29-22. They hung on for the victory, and the, so uh, St. T caps off the perfect season, and uh, they are state champions there at a 2A. So uh, how about that? Hey, good job to St. T, and – as you go along, Travis, I'll have more to comment on the uh, football state finals. And uh, St. Teresa, that's kind of cool that FEM lost to the state champions there. In that's their right. First game of the season. So uh, big congrats there to uh, St. T, especially after basically getting kicked out of the Central Illinois. They came then, back with a vengeance. Uh, yeah, and they carried it throughout the season there. So. Uh, St. T gets it done. Uh, the North wins again in 3A as IC Catholic won over Williamsville 48-17 to uh, 17, uh, there. And then in uh, 4A was uh, Coach Leonard getting it done as uh, he wins in his final game and another state championship for Sigar Griffin as uh, they won over Providence Catholic 44-20. to uh, 20. So uh, Sagar Griffin caps off a, a perfect season uh, for them there as well. Yep. In uh, 5A, uh, Nazareth Academy uh, won. This was probably the best state championship uh, out of them all, probably besides that St. T won. Uh, LaGrange Park, Nazareth Academy, 45-44 to over Peoria in uh, 5A. So that's exactly what you'd want out of a, a state title game. Uh, there and also I was uh, aware of this that East St. Louis uh, they won in a 6A 57 to a 7 not a close one there but a lot of people from the uh, Fighting Illini future Fighting Illini mm-hmm. are on uh, the East St. Louis team and I saw the picture of that coin toss just how oh, big yeah. East St. Louis was yes. compared to Prairie Ridge yep. that was uh, quite the, the funny visual there I want to point out Travis mm-hmm between the north and south in the six classes this year, three and three. Yeah, so pretty even. So the south holding its own once for once. Mm-hmm. You know, you have East St. Louis in the south that won. Yeah. You have um, Sacred Heart Griffin, mm-hmm. which was in the south part of the bracket, whether you consider them the south or not. It's <laughs> right. a different story. And uh, Decatur St. Teresa. Yeah. So how about that? And even Lena Winslow, some years, goes to the south. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, there, there you go, holding just, their own in the state championship After games. making all the kerfuffle about, you know, <laughs> oh, we need to get rid of the North and South. It's not competitive. And I, I saw some people, and we may get into this more in the podcast, um, some people talking about the attendance at the game, specifically for the later championships, and uh, some ideas that have been thrown around. And we'll talk about that in the pod. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, table that uh, for the podcast. Uh, for sure. Uh, but then uh, let's uh, talk about what we were scheduled to, to uh, talk about here. The uh, NFL from yesterday. Uh, first to talk about our localist matchups as uh, I see everyone on Twitter just loving on Mike White there. Let's slow it down. He was playing against the Bears uh, yeah. there, folks. And the he Jets. He did look good against the Bears. He though. did look good. I mean, 22 of 28, 315 yards, three touchdown passes. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a good performance. But it was against the Bears here, folks. Uh, let's not crown them the next Tom Brady here. Uh, they The Jets end up winning 31-10. You know who hated that game and hated that result? Who's that? Zach Wilson. Yeah. Because there's no reason to bring Zach Wilson back. Oh, yeah. For sure. How, how about this, Travis? Their next two weeks are against the Vikings and the Bills on the road, both those games for yeah, the Jets. Some prove-it games. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you want to see what he's got? You'll, you'll see. Right, yeah. Then, uh, of course, uh, the Bears, they were without uh, Justin Fields. Yeah. Uh, they held him. And then uh, their other starter that was potentially into the game, he was injured in warm-ups. Yeah. So uh, the Bears ended up going with Trevor Simeon. Yeah. No, I thought it was the other way around. I thought Simeon got injured in warm-ups, but he ended up playing. But there were Maybe. talks. I don't remember. But And then uh, one of the wide receivers went down. Mooney, yeah, he, and he's probably he's done, done for the for year. The season, yeah. So, if there was any more reason to say, you know what, let's cut our losses on the year, this yeah. is it. But you know, now you're three and nine. You got the second pick right now. I know you do. <laughs> Thanks to some that's uh, events that happened. That's why I think you sit Justin Fields the rest of the game, the rest of the season. Yeah, because no, you're not looking for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But those teams that are looking for a quarterback are willing to trade a whole lot to get that pick. It's true. So yeah. if I'm Chicago, I'm sitting Justin Fields. A, for his health. Mm-hmm. B, he already had no weapons. Now you took away one of his only weapons <laughs> for the year. Yeah. And C, you're in a much better draft position if you do it. Right. I'm not one for tanking, but this far in the year, there's nothing to play for if you're Chicago. Exactly, yeah. And it's about the long-term plan, yep. particularly with Fields' health, uh, for sure. Look at the Jags. That's why yeah. the, the Bears are kind of in a good position as uh, they got the win over the Ravens by one, 28-27. There, Trevor Lawrence getting it done and getting the win, three touchdowns. Come on, Justin Tucker. You can't hit a 67-yarder? Yeah, come on. Come on. He come said on. after the game he was disappointed in himself that the team the offense got him right where he needed to be and he couldn't kick it. <laughs> right Dude, where he come to on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying, come on. Come on to the Bucks. Can't beat the Browns. <laughs> 23-17 in overtime. It took OT. <sighs> what are you doing, Tom It was Brissett's final hurrah. Yeah. yeah. Is uh, Deshaun coming yep. back this upcoming week? Yep. Okay. Uh, the Dolphins, uh, they uh, get the win over the Texans, 30-15. to That pushes the Texans to 1-9. They're currently the first pick right now. Worst team in football. <laughs> they could use a quarterback and a lot of things. Uh, someone that could use a quarterback, the Denver Broncos. Uh, they uh, uh, lost to the Panthers 23-10. to 10. Uh, There's some frustration on that sideline. Mm-hmm. I saw that one guy run over to Russ, get in his face, and start yelling at him. <laughs> uh, the Chargers beat the Cardinals by a point with a late touchdown and a two-point conversion. Uh, the Raiders and the Seahawks, maybe some people saw this, maybe some people didn't. Because we have to see 60 minutes. Uh, Josh Jacobs with the 86-yard walk-off in overtime, 40-34 to to beat the Seahawks. 300 yards of total offense from Josh Jacobs, and he was questionable Ooh. entering the game. Wow. If you had him on your fantasy team, you had a good day. You had a good day indeed. Uh, 229 and two touchdowns on the ground. Yeah. Chiefs over the Rams. That's all that needs to be said yeah. about that with the third-string quarterback for the Rams. I tried to give you some juju. Didn't yeah. work. Nope, didn't uh, didn't work. Forty uh, ers shut out the Saints, thirteen nothing, and then uh, Philly gets their tenth win of the season and pushing the Packers to four and eight, including uh, Rogers going down there and uh, Jordan Love stepping in uh, for a little bit. But it was ultimately the Eagles did too much early on, and uh, they won forty to thirty three in this one yep. on Sunday Night Football. So. There was the uh, NFL slate for you. 
this weekend. Of course, we got that Monday Night Football game uh, coming up. Steelers and uh, Colts, and we'll be uh, picking that game yep. coming up in uh, the uh, podcast. Uh, but right now, we got to uh, get to uh, the uh, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend, and that's what we're closing out the show with here on the Starting Lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the Starting Lineup. We'll be right back. Live and unrehearsed. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home, or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. And now... Travis Sparks with the Aurora Sports Center update, and I'm kind of doing this on the fly because Eric's script is not pulling up, but Eastern Illinois shortstop Trey Sweeney was named in the Ohio Valley Conference Baseball Player of the Year. The starting lineup. Holy cow, what a terrible sports hurry that was. I don't blame you. I blame me. On 98.9 The Game. Party people in a place to be. Now put your hands in the air with me. Now come on, now come on. We're only here on 98.9 versus a smidge a bit longer. Coming up, we got more stuff to uh, talk about in uh, the uh, pod, including uh, getting to our Pick'em game, recapping uh, so far, and picking that Colts-Steelers game, as well as more to uh, talk about for the uh, state championships in the way of uh, football. But let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, close out uh, the weekend, and uh, let's give you the top three from the sports weekend. And now... It's time for the top three. Top three moments from the sports weekend, of course, in no particular order, but I'm starting with my number three. This occurred in the uh, Pittsburgh-Miami game as a uh, Pittsburgh defensive lineman, I believe, was seen on the sidelines being angry at himself and he was hitting himself in the head with his own helmet, and uh, his teammates behind him with the great reaction, like, whoa, they don't want 
that hurt. Don't want to mess with that guy. And it was just uh, funny seeing the players on the bench react to him hitting himself in the head with his own helmet. <laughs> My number one is a two-parter, Travis, because it took place both Friday and Sunday. UNC number one going down two yeah. times. Went down to Iowa State Friday. They went down to Alabama and I think four overtimes four yesterday. Overtimes, yeah. So UNC number one, no more. College basketball game of the weekend for yes. sure. Yes. Four OTs. Four OTs. It was like 103 to 101. Or something crazy like that. Yeah. Uh, my uh, number two a moment uh, occurred on a Friday night as it was uh, Coach Ken Leonard winning a state championship in his uh, final game. And, of course, he's already the all-time leading uh, wins leader in uh, the state of Illinois for a high school coach and capping off your career just the way you'd want, winning a state title, going out. Couldn't have it better if it was a Hollywood script. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, they probably I, say it's not realistic enough. Now going uh, off off into the sunset. That's right. It was like his sixth state championship or something crazy like that. Yeah. My uh, my number two, Clemson and LSU go down on the football field, and college football playoff gets turned into chaos, and I yeah. like it. I like it yeah, a it lot. It kind of got turned on its head. Uh, for sure. I can't wait to talk about it tomorrow. I want to yeah. talk about it now, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. Uh, then uh, my uh, number one moment from the uh, sports uh, weekend, and uh, this one comes from the world of sports and entertainment, and uh, the number one moment was uh, Sami Zayn uh, finally uh, being acknowledged as a part of the uh, bloodline with uh, Jey Uso hugging at the very end. They were uh, you know, at odds this whole time for a few months now. And then uh, finally with the hug and the embrace from Roman and uh, Jey Uso on uh, Saturday. My number one Travis took place on Saturday as well, but it happened on the high school level. And that was an alley-oop in the Newton Okaw Valley game. Ooh, it was nice. a layup, but it was still an alley-oop. Oh, it was it a was, layup? It was trying to be a dunk. Just didn't quite get the hops enough. Oh. Didn't quite get there, but able to, to turn it into a basket <laughs> nonetheless for Newton Eagles. Oh, so layup. It got the crowd on their feet. Got the coaches on their feet. That was more interesting. Yeah. yeah. Coaches were excited. They were up <laughs> off the bench about it. So they thought it was bigger than what it was. But it was. Well, it was yeah, a, they it was were a probably fun, all fun anticipating moment. a dunk. Yes. There, but uh, always exciting for uh, an anytime anyone gets close in a in a high school game around yeah. here. It's fun. Yeah. Yes, it's true. All right, so that was the uh, top three uh, there for the uh, sports weekend. And coming up, we got more stuff to uh, talk about coming up in uh, the uh, pod. So it catches over there. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Bart and Han. So enjoy that, and we'll catch you in the pod. If not, we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome in and welcome to Overtime. Welcome to the podcast of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. And uh, coming up, we'll be uh, picking uh, our uh, Colts game and recapping uh, how our uh, pick em went this weekend. And we'll also get to uh, some uh, college basketball and uh, some more stuff to say about the uh, state championships uh, there in high school football there and uh, whatever else we can uh, come up with here as well in the uh, pod including some sports center and some entertainment and entertainment gotta recap recap. entertainment absolutely because i found a pattern travis and a trend and i'm going to share it with the listeners for me okay yes all right, so let's get to some other stuff right, from Sports Center. Let's get to it. Uh, the Chicago White Sox are bolstering their starting rotation. Ken Rosenthal is reporting that the team has signed right-hand starter Mike Clevenger yesterday. The deal is a one-year contract worth at least $8 million. 31-year-old missed all of the 2021 season after having Tommy John surgery, but he did go 7-7 seven and seven with a 433 ERA in, 2020, in 22 starts with the Padres last season. Decent pickup for the White Sox, uh, right? You're going to say Jacob DeGrom? No. No, the White Sox are not getting Jacob DeGrom. Oh. Uh. Uh, I guess you point. have to settle for Mac, Mac, or yeah. Max, Mike, Mike Clevenger. Mike Clevenger, yes. Yeah, whoever. The Pacers came up short in the first game of their seven-game road trip as Indiana was toppled 114-100 to by the Clippers in Los Angeles. The Pacers are now third in the Central Division with a record of 11-8 and and will visit the Lakers tonight. NFL star Beckham Jr. is making headlines after he was escorted off an American Airlines flight in Miami on Sunday. Police said the flight crew tried to wake him as he appeared, quote, to be coming in and out of consciousness, end quote. A statement added that Beckham was initially asked several times to exit the aircraft and fasten his seatbelt when he refused. The plane was evacuated and Beckham eventually got off the plane when asked by officers. The wide receiver is currently a free agent after winning a Super Bowl with the Rams last season and any tr- thoughts of possibly going to dallas he'll fit in great there <laughs> i was gonna say like it might <laughs> it might uh, persuade others to not sign him but i don't not think jerry, jerry jones, jones. he'll no. be like all right i'm used to this come on in and That's finally like, come on man I know, right? The Wisconsin Badgers are finding their replacement at head coach. Athletic director Chris McIntosh announced Sunday the university is hiring Luke Fickle as its Mm -hmm. new football head coach. Fickle had led Cincinnati over the past six seasons and helped the team reach the college football playoff last season. This year, the Bearcats went 9-3 in the regular season. Fickle replaces Paul Chris, who was fired by Wisconsin in the middle of the season. That does Mm -hmm. it for your sports center. Yep, and uh, Nebraska also is apparently making a hire yes. as well. Coach Matt Rule, yep. previously uh, from the NFL, uh, from his stint at the Panthers, but he was uh, fired there. But he it looks rules. like he's going to be in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska there. Yep. So there was uh, those two head coach vacancies being filled there. And you know why we as Illini fans should sh- celebrate both of those, Travis? Why is that? Because neither one of them are the uh, – Illini offensive or defensive coordinators? Well, the offensive coordinator is not going to go anywhere. He signed in an extension. Oh, uh, well, we know how contracts work in college football. And uh, they, yes, they mean as much as the paper that they're signed on. I guess so. But uh, still have some worry about uh, uh, Coach Walters there for the defensive coordinator. Well, this... If he would have, if he's coming back next season, he would have signed an extension by now. But. But he's not going to a Big Ten team, at least at this point. I think no. all the Big Ten vacancies have been filled. Yeah, but uh, the worry was uh, Colorado. So, hey, yeah. all Colorado needs to do, they need to hire Deion Sanders, and it will solve all of our problems. That's he's right. He's the most qualified candidate, so go ahead and pick him up, Colorado. Yeah, because he's not going to Auburn because uh, Lane Kiffin is staying put. 
Or not Auburn, I'm sorry, Ole Miss. Yep, Lane Kiffin is staying put in yep. Ole Miss. Yep, he signed that extension for four years, I think. Yeah. And I love how he bashed some reporter on Twitter. Did you see oh, that? Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I don't like Lane Kiffin, but that was good. <laughs> yeah, because the, the reporter reported on him leaving. They was leaving and going to, to Auburn, to Auburn yeah. and that it was a done deal, and that the, they're going to have more later. Right. And so then he put a, a post up saying, breaking news, this reporter is going to a different TV network. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Right. That's just, <laughs> that just reminds us media people, Travis, to make sure your sources are correct and valid. Right. Yeah, exactly. So. Also, Houston, number one in the AP poll for the first time since 1983. Yes. And so that's a beautiful way to transition I try. Uh, to that. So uh, let's take a look at those uh, polls because we got some big movers and uh, shakers with uh, North Carolina tumbling down with those two losses that they took this weekend. They fall all the way to 18 now, so they're mm-hmm. below Illinois. Wow. A uh, 17 a spot free fall there for the uh, Tar Heels. And uh, some uh, big movers, of course, uh, Houston and now a number one. What year is this? You said it was 1983? Yep. The last time they were number one. Is that five slamma jamma? Uh, it was the final poll of the 82-83 season when the Glide and the Dream, along yes. with Coach Guy Lewis, were all favorites oh to win it all. Gosh. <laughs> that was when they uh, fell to uh, Jim Valvano in North Carolina State. Yeah, so it was five slamma jamma. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. Party like it's 1983. Hey, I, and specifically, shout out to Coach Sampson as well. It's his first time he's ever banked, been ranked number one in his 34 years as a college basketball coach. Cool. Shows if you keep working on something for 34 years, eventually maybe you'll get good at it. Right, eventually you might uh, get some uh, people you can uh, legally recruit to That's get right. number one. That's right. So there's hey, that. NIL, Travis. Oh, yeah. Not was, illegal was, anymore. Yeah, yeah, that was perfect, but it wasn't uh, legal uh, with Indiana. I know. Uh, Arizona, they uh, jumped up way up here to number four. They jumped up 10 spots. Speaking of uh, big movers, Purdue. With uh, beating uh, Gonzaga on a Friday night, they rose up 19 uh, spots here. They are at number five. So, my goodness. Went from 24 to five and got eight first place votes. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, they also picked up uh, winning against Duke on Sunday as well. Yeah. And I think it was because these games weren't even close. Yeah. The game against Gonzaga on Friday wasn't that close. They beat Duke 75 56. So. By the way, Gonzaga, yeah. again. Playing a good opponent. Gonzaga, again, falling. Hey, I admire him for putting all these games on the schedule. Yeah, taking go losses. Get, get in a real conference, and you can you know, have a three- or four-loss season like the rest of us. Yeah, and uh, now, they're say, now they'll say come tournament time their resume doesn't look as impressive because they have two losses on their resume or whatever. But those will like, be the only two losses of the season, so they'll still get a one seed. Yeah, probably, but... Hey, at least they're Mount trying. Mount St. Mary's going to put up a fight to them? <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. They might get upset. You never know. You never know. Uh, so with all this movement, Travis, mm-hmm. where did the Finding Illini move to since all those teams at the top fell? Uh, they stayed put at 16. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's disappointing. Yep, they're still right there. Uh, Gonzaga, they fell eight spots, even more to 14. Tennessee moved up after beating Kansas. They're at number 13. Indiana moved up a spot to the top 10. At number 10, 
Uh, UConn moved up 12 spots to uh, uh, number eight. What did UConn do? So that they're in the top 10 in the country. They beat Alabama. That's it. I mean, Iowa State, but. Yeah, Iowa State and Alabama, they just both beat the number one team in the country. So. Yeah. What the hell did UConn do to get number eight in the country? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Duke is right below Illinois there at number 17. Uh, Kentucky, they f- fell down four spots. The 19, Michigan State, they took uh, another loss uh, in that uh, thing that they were doing in Oregon. So they dropped eight spots. Uh, Maryland is up to number 22. Uh, Iowa State uh, up there in uh, 23rd in the country. And Ohio State slides in the top 25 as well. And uh, Iowa knocking on the door, 31 votes. But uh, they uh, got knocked out of mm. the top 25. They were number 25 last week, but uh, still receiving 31 votes there. So, all right, people, 1983, party like it's that. Houston Cougars are number one in the college basketball ranks. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Illinois, uh, they touched a little bit on it there in the sports center hit, but they uh, picked up the big win on a Friday. I say big win. It was a blowout, 92-59. to uh, 59. And what a night it was for uh, Sky Clark. Best game for sure uh, besides that UCLA game or Virginia. He had one of the two games, so it was good for him. But this is the best game of his collegiate career from a points perspective and just overall game perspective. 19 points to lead the way for the Illini, including three for four from beyond the arc. Put it on the highlight reels. Had dunks all over the place rj melendez hey thanks for finally showing up in the sixth game of the season 17 points that's what we want to see out of rj two for five from beyond the arc and uh, terrence shannon jr having 16 points as well uh coleman hawkins though zero points but he did a lot more than uh, score obviously made an impact in other ways uh epps off the bench had 12 uh, so I really wanted to see 100 points. I don't think I've ever seen 100 points in person, but uh, I was there on Friday night, and unfortunately I was eight points shy of 100. So, uh, But overall, good night for the Illini and then a blowout victory over Lindenwood Alliance. So, uh, Which you expect. Oh, I yeah. mean, if you don't get a blowout victory over Lindenwood, you're in trouble. Right. And uh, now uh, our uh, focus uh, for the Illini turns to uh, tomorrow evening as a lot of orange all over the place in the State Farm Center, even though it's not going to be painted orange as it's going to be a a striped game as uh, the odd sections or even sections, depending on if you're going to this game, check your section number, uh, either wearing orange or blue. Uh, I think they did this uh, last year against Arizona. Um, and they're doing it this time against uh, Syracuse, saying this is a part of the uh, coveted ACC, a Big Ten challenge, Eric's favorite uh, thing. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, it's going away, Eric. Good. According to Andy Katz, this is the last year for the ACC Big Ten challenge. Good. 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 Oh, man, I hope we, uh, I hope we smack Syracuse uh, tomorrow night, Coach Beheim. That's own uh, defense. Oh, yeah, zone defense, 3-3. Three and three. They can't even beat Bryant off a two-game losing streak or two games in a row that they've lost against St. John's and then Bryant. How do you lose to Bryant? Why do you think I find this whole challenge thing to be dumb? 
uh, because the Big Illinois Ten, the Big Ten, dom- Big Ten dominates the ACC. Well, and the Big and Illinois always face su- not superior competition in it. Yeah, a few times we've faced North Carolina. Not recently, we faced when we've been Duke. Good. We faced Duke in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Ain't Cameron Indoor. No one remembers that because it was COVID. But we went up there to Cameron Indoor and beat them in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Thank you very much. So we haven't played anybody. We played Duke. It, it, it doesn't count because because the fans couldn't be there. Travis oh, doesn't count. Baloney. Doesn't count. Doesn't, nope. Nope. Doesn't, nope. Baloney. Nope. Doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count. Nope. Mm-mm. Whatever. <sighs> well, uh, we'll see tomorrow night. Yeah, glad to glad to be sp- done with it. Is there a spread in this one? Not yet. Yeah. Be interested to see how many points Illinois will be favored in this one. Hope so. Hope we send Coach Beheim packing. Never see we him will. again. We will. Um, and then uh, later on, uh, was this on Friday or Saturday? The second Friday. Got against uh, Maryland. Yep, yep. Oh, come on, at Maryland, of course. Go figure. It's an eight o'clock game. Yep. So I might be able to get a chance to see the second half. There you go. Of this. Look positively. Yeah. I don't get to see any of it. So. That's true. I have prior family commitments, so. Uh, you don't have a Cumberland game on Friday. Nope. Cumberland doesn't mm-hmm. play after Tuesday. They don't play for a week. Uh, they take a week off. Huh? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think you mentioned that. Yep, yep, yep. Then we play Casey the following Tuesday yeah. at Casey. By the way, Travis, you want to hear something really upsetting that I found out over the weekend? What's that? That's to do with Cumberland basketball. What's that? Seven home games. That's all Cumberland gets this year. That's it? That's it. Seven home games. Not including the com- the, the Cumberland Thanksgiving tournament. Mm-hmm. As far as during the season, seven home games. Wow. Not a fan. I was going to say, that doesn't seem... Not a fan. Well, you throw in two tournaments, one in St. Elmo, one in Vandalia. Mm -hmm. The conference tournament, which is up in Argenta. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's in Saragordo. No, it's in Argenta this year. Either way, it's not in Cumberland. It's not in Cumberland. I know that. (laughs) It's not even halfway, which is our our Cola or Arthur. I would take that, too. Nope. Instead, we got to go all the way up to Argenta. And then you want to know the real upsetting one, Travis? Got to go to Argenta Valentine's Day. Ooh, Valentine's Day. Mm, on a Tuesday. That means I got to work the next morning, too. Mm-hmm. Ah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. Whoever put this schedule in did not advise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take into account anyone Any, yeah. or significant other yes. on Valentine's Day. Or at least me. <laughs> yeah, at least Eric. Yeah, come on. You got to be thinking about this. I mean, Valentine's Day is one thing, but I gotta get and go to work on Wednesday morning whenever I get back at midnight. That's true. Yeah. Well, hopefully Cumberland will blow them out and it'll be a running clock or something. I don't want to hear about your schedule there over there. I just took a trip to basically Peoria last week. So yeah, but that's like the longest trip it. you're gonna have all year besides the uh, Sessor tournament. I mean, yeah, Sessor like four or five days in a row. Yeah. Other than that, I'll, I'll yeah. give you that one. Yeah, I'll give other you that. Than that. But your regular season schedule is not that bad. Yeah, it's true. For conference games, Travis, I have to go to Sagamon Valley. Yeah, as a conference game. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I'm glad we're on the podcast talking about this. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, uh, what do, do we want to transition to? I was gonna say, do you want to talk state? 
Yeah, okay. let's go ahead and talk to us. I saw a lot of people on some different messaging boards and stuff like that talking about the attendance for the state championship game. Now, I personally didn't watch any of these games. Did you watch any of them by chance? I watched a little bit, but not a lot. How was how was the attendance from what you saw? It was about what you'd expect. Okay. There's a lot of people, of course, saying that the attendance was down. Specifically, what they were talking about was the 8A game. I didn't see And the reason that. why is because kickoff was scheduled for 730 in that game. Didn't kick off till 810. Mm. Figure it's three hours to drive back. The game didn't get over till 11 o'clock. Well, they may have stayed in Champagne, but not everyone did. Right. And that's that's that's, true. that's what people are saying. So, again, it brings up the argument. This is the last year of U of I. They haven't renegotiated mm-hmm. anything. So what do we do? Yeah. What do we do? And you and me have kind of come came up with a couple different scenarios. There were a couple of other scenarios I saw because there are a lot of people saying that they don't want to go to Northern. Mm-hmm. People feel that the, yeah. the area around it is not good enough for the state championships. Mm-hmm. There were people also complaining about U of I. Well, whenever the college isn't in session, there's kind of nothing to do in town and it rolls up and dies. <laughs> now, I would disagree with that, but. If you're from Chicago, I see the point. Yeah, but then I would think that if, like, all the students are there, I would think it would be more of a hassle getting around town. And, like, yeah, there might be more stuff to do, right. but it's just but be packed. when you think about down there at the, around U of I, yeah. if the school's closed, there really is nothing to do around that stadium. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. It was kind of, it was very quiet. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of, yeah, I thought it was kind of weird that they scheduled a basketball game right. while the state championships were going on across the street. Yes, I agree I with that. That was but... weird. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the town didn't seem as lively. And, I mean, in, just in general, I knew that going in. That, right. You know, the, the crowd was a little bit less enthusiastic without mm-hmm. the students there. They really make a difference. They do. So, here's here's – kind of a couple of the solutions that I saw on some messaging boards. Now, some of these I vehemently don't think is a good idea, and some of them I actually don't mind. Mm -hmm. So one of them is Bloomington, ISU. Now, that will not work because if ISU makes the playoffs, it will be the first round of the playoffs is on Saturday, and they wouldn't know that until the season goes because we had the first round of the D2 playoffs, the FCS, or F, yeah, FCS, this past weekend kicked off. So, obviously, you couldn't have it there because you wouldn't know Saturday what you were doing. Mm. There were also talks about keeping it in Champaign, but moving 5 and 6 to Monday and 7 and 8 to Tuesday, the week the, after Thanksgiving. Mm. And then you would adjust 1 and 2 would be Friday, 3 and 4 would be Saturday, 5, 6, and because you would get separation. And yeah. there would be enough time to get the games in. I personally don't like that because you're taking kids out of school. Right. And I'm sorry. Maybe it's because I'm married to a teacher. You're still supposed to be going to school to go to school. It's not always all about athletics. I know we have to do that sometimes with basketball games and tennis trips. and. Right. But to schedule it purposely for the state championship, Mm. you know, I'm – I'm fine with the whole thing of the different days to spread it out. Yeah. The other one I saw was Northwestern, but only for classes five, six, seven, and eight. Hmm. 
Yeah. I'm not terribly opposed to that, although I think East St. Louis would have something to say about it. <laughs> yeah. They would. But Northwestern is building a new stadium. Mm-hmm. So that would be a more up-to-date facility that would attribute to more of those, especially if you're only talking having five, six, seven, and eight up there. Those are mostly all the Chicago schools. Yeah. Minus one team in 5A, one team in 6, and possibly East St. Louis. And even East St. Louis is 6A. Right. But the 7 and 8As would all be up there. You're more than likely to get more fans there in that area to come to the games. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know what you do with 1, 2, 3, or 4. Yeah. Unless you keep that in Champaign. Mm-hmm. But... That's actually pretty intriguing. I, I kind of like that one of having separate days mm-hmm. and separate locations for the, the classes. One I through also four saw and then five through eight. Yeah. People saying, well, what if we started five, six, seven, and eight a week later and had them go a week later so that their state championship is actually the weekend after Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, this weekend, even if Illinois was to be in this, the Big Ten championship game, it's not at Champaign. No. So that would still open it up. The college would be open. You know, stuff like that would still be going on. Right. That's a, intriguing, but I don't know what you do for a team like, let's say, Muhammad, who plays 4A schools as well. Right. How you exactly. – But I guess you could adjust that with their week nine would be our first week of the playoffs, so they could play another 5A team to make up for that. Yeah, it seems like a logistic scheduling nightmare. It, it does. <laughs> that would be something, Travis, that would work better if it was district. That Possibly. would work perfectly in district because you're only playing the teams that are your class anyways. Mm-hmm. So something like doing something like that and having the higher classes play later on, start their season a week later, would work perfectly because you're only playing those teams that are your class anyways. Right. So if you want to go that way, Chicago – then yeah. you have to approve districts, yeah. which you don't want to do. I saw some people saying East St. Louis, which will never happen because oh, the no. Chicago people, they do a good job, though, from what I've heard with, you know, their, their stadium's nice, um, and, and they have some big events over there, um, but it's not going to happen. The other more intriguing possibility that I saw, Travis, that was actually mentioned by the uh, an IHSA, I don't know if it was the chairman or the board member, something like that, Arlington Heights and that new Bears stadium. Ooh. It was brought up, and whoever this person was, I can't remember specifically in the article I saw, they said, we would love to have talks about playing in Arlington Heights. Well, if you think attendance is a problem in Champaign, it's going to be a problem with Arlington Heights, too. No, it's not. I mean, maybe for the 8A or 7A games. Again, all the Chicago schools would be represented. Yeah, That's more than the South. I think it would look... Especially if they're wanting to get rid of the North-South. Yeah. I think it would look a lot worse if the attendance in the big NFL stadium and having a small crowd there in an NFL stadium versus well, a small the other crowd thing, in Champaign. The other thing people were complaining about, not this year, but in years past, of reasons why they didn't go was because of the weather. Weather, yeah. But in Arlington Heights, it's going to be a dome stadium. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Plus, you're going up to Chicago. If I'm a southern, if I'm a team from the south, if I'm a parent of a kid, 
Mm-hmm. I can make a weekend out of going to Chicago. Yeah. We can go do other stuff. We can go catch a Bears game. Mm-hmm. Or we can go, you know, see a Bulls game or whatever. Especially over Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. You could easily make that a, a weekend trip. There's more stuff to do up there than there is in a Champagne or even a Bloomington. Right. There's more to do. Yeah. I think that's where it's going to go. But what do we do in the in-between? Yeah. That's the question. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't mind the Northwestern idea for classes 5, 6, 7, and 8. Yeah, I don't either. But I don't know what you do with 1, 2, 3, and 4. Does it stay in Champagne? That would make the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. Does it go to SIU? Same problem with ISU. Couldn't do that. Yeah. Because of the playoffs right. being week one I mean, of you Thanksgiving. could play on Friday. If you knew that the playoff game, the, the college football games on Saturday. Yeah, but would it tear up the field too much? I mean, both have turf now. Yeah, they both have turf. So, No. I, know, I I thought Bloomington was a good idea, but I just never thought about the yeah, whole playoff. Yeah, yeah that's what, that, and you wouldn't know that yeah, until the exactly. end of the season. You wouldn't know if they were hosting or not. So right, I understand and, the logistical nightmare that would be. Yeah, and the IHSA wants a firm commitment. They want a firm commitment, three or five year commitment. And the it was. only places I think you can get that are Illinois Northwestern. Mm-hmm. As far as a firm commitment, and and NIU. Yeah, but I don't think wouldn't the count's we, big enough. When we uh, r- run into the same problem that we're having with uh, U of I of the last home game for Northwestern in yeah. the Big Ten, yeah. So, but again, if you know it's only four classes, but I mean, I guess if you knew that the final uh, Big Ten game uh, every every other year, it would work. It would work mm-hmm. for both stadiums, mm-hmm. but. And again, like this year, you ran into a problem. Like, you couldn't have the state championships at Northwestern because there the game was there. Right. So we could have done it Friday. We could have, but they don't have they don't have turf. They right. just have grass. So. Right. So, but again, this is all factoring into Northwestern's new stadium, yeah. which is going to be turfed and is going to be domed. Was so, it going to be domed? I thought I read that. I could be. Don't quote me on that part of it. Yeah, and it was supposed to be, like, fancy and stuff, yeah. but I don't remember a roof on it or anything. So, I think it's going to be intriguing to see what IHSA does. And now that we're we're done with football, we're officially done with the high school football season, to me, at the football level, that is the next question. Mm-hmm. That and districting, which is brought up again, will get voted on again, it will get turned down again, and then we can move well, on. And we'll revisit the whole reseeding the teams 1-32 again. Yep. Yep. We'll definitely look at that again. I don't think that's on the, the principal's agenda. No? No. I don't think that no one brought that up this time. Hmm. But I, I would expect it to be brought up in the next coming years. Yeah. But then again, they also said when they took it back that they didn't think it would ever come up again. So I don't know um, because of prices of things. Yeah. And it has nothing at all to do with the football on the field. It has to do with... Well, if Effingham's going to have to go up and face a team from Chicago, the gas money to do that is going to be outrageous. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, To me, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And Travis is going to tell me I'm absolutely wrong. And that's okay. 
if you want to do five, six, seven, and eight in Northwestern, fine. Do that. What do you do with one through four? Higher seat host. Higher no. seat host. Give these kids one last time to play for a state championship on their home field. It'd be a home field advantage, no. And, and you also come from uh, the aspect of you know the high schools that do have turf. They're fortunate enough to have turf, but you know state championship. It's supposed to be neutral. You know the field isn't supposed to be a factor in crowning a champion or or whatnot. Neutral site is is perfect to crown a champion. Uh, home doing it at home, no. But the issue is, is that people aren't going to the games. Well, I mean, this isn't Texas. We're n- we're not gonna fill Cowboy Stadium, or we're not gonna have a uh, one side of Cowboy Stadium filled. This isn't Texas, people. Yes, we're never. It's never gonna be full there at Memorial Stadium you can't ever. Have less than two thousand people for a state championship game with two teams? Are you kidding me? Specifically, eight A, which is supposed to be the best football in the state. I guess. I mean, if you just think of. Most of the athletes who get recruited to D1 schools out of Illinois play 8A, or at least 6 and above. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the team in 7A, uh, Mount Carmel, Chicago Mount Carmel, yeah. is supposed to apparently be the best team in all the state of but Illinois. But either those higher classes, and those are the ones with the least attendance for the state championship game. Yeah. I always thought that one of the biggest problems, the biggest issues was watching the games on, you know, some sort of television or whatnot. And And that's the other thing is, is it a case of, of just people can now stream it and you can stream it. You can watch it on TV, however you want to do that. And that is why less and less people are going to these games. I mean, we haven't seen it hit us here yet locally, at a local mm-hmm. level. Um, and, of course, IHSA doesn't keep track of uh, the attendance, even though they have a slot on their uh, box scores for attendance. It just says zero, so that doesn't <laughs> no. uh, help at all. Thanks, IHSA. Appreciate it. No. I don't, I don't know what the, the best solution is to get people to uh, come to the games and whatnot, but... I I just take it for for what it is and just realize that it's not going to ever be either side one way or the other isn't going to be full. The 8A championship Travis ended at 10:28. With two Saturday, teams though. from from two teams from Chicago though. The teams will be staying in Champaign. I'm not saying that the fans would be, but for sure the teams would be staying in Champaign. But it's not about the fans. Again, or not about the teams, it's about the fans. We yeah. want people at these games. The whole point of holding them in the college stadium is to get that college atmosphere for these kids. Mm-hmm. And to play on the state yes. college team yes, that you could potentially, hopefully, be playing for uh, later on. Something has to, to change. I like the different days. Mm-hmm. I think that's a decent idea. I don't know about Monday and Tuesday of the following week. No. And with the, the whole school situation, it, during, isn't the basketball season the state championships during the the school year on like I know like the girls it's just, there it's the just girls are Fridays yeah but they still have school mm-hmm. so yeah I mean they've shown they'll do it I mean 
tennis is the same way. You know, everyone goes up to Chicago, and if you're oh, yeah. from around here, you have to stay the night on a, you know, and that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it's not unprecedented. I'm just saying for me, yeah. personally, plus I think the difference, Travis, is the size of the teams. Yeah. How many people are on a basketball team? 12. How many people are on a football team? Right. More than 12. More than 12. Missing 12 students isn't a huge deal if you're in a class. You can kind of get those 12 students. Missing 35 to 40, <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Bigger deal. You'd have to shut the entire school down for a day. Well, especially if you want the Attendance. people at the school to attend. Yeah. yeah. That's why I don't think you could do Monday, Tuesday, because parents, again, who work, they're not going to come, no matter unless it's, again, up in Northwestern, Arlington Heights, somewhere close to that Chicagoland area where those people can go. Because let's face it, like everything else in the state, it's all about Chicago. Unfortunately, yeah. So it's going to be whatever appeases Chicago because they have the largest money, they have the most amount of schools, and the most amount of people. Right. So. But then it's like you said, if they want to go the Arlington Heights route, you know, that stadium's going to take a while to mm-hmm. get built. So what mm-hmm. are we going to do in the meantime? So Exactly. <laughs> and I, I don't have the answer for that. I, I, And again, it comes down to, you know, is districting a part of this? Is the north-south thing a part of this? Like, if we get rid of those two things, and then you move the state finals up to Arlington Heights or up to uh, Northwestern, brother, there ain't no reason to play football south of Champaign. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Unless you're in East St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Right. No doubt. So, I don't know. I... I I look forward to seeing what that's going to be mm-hmm. because definitely. I'm very intrigued Yep, definitely. as to where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. I saw someone say, how about America's Dome? It's like, well, that's Missouri. You can't really go there. Yeah, you can't play the state championship. You can't play the state in, championship in Missouri. In Missouri? <laughs> <laughs> what are you nice doing? try. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? No. I feel like going to play the state championship up in Lambeau. Yeah, like, no, like, that's, that can't work. No, <laughs> no, that doesn't work either. And uh, basically, what we've concluded is that it's not an easy solution. No. So, uh, so uh, yes, definitely be intrigued of uh, what the decision uh, will look like uh, for sure. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, move on, and I think we can get to uh, Pick'em here and uh, recap that. Pick'em or entertainment? Yeah, let's recap entertainment first. Okay, so let me recap my entertainment that I had. Um, We will start with the losses because losses are always better. Just get that out of the way. Yes. I had Kings plus eight against the Celtics. Celtics won 122 to 104 on Friday night. That's a loss. I had Spurs plus four and a half against the Lakers. LeBron came back. Lakers won 105 to 94. That's a loss. I had the Jazz plus seven against Golden State. Golden State won 129 to 118. That's a loss. Moving on to NFL from Sunday. I had the Rams plus 15 and a half. Travis, the Chiefs won by 16. That's a loss. I had the Packers plus six and a half against the Eagles. Eagles won by seven. That's a loss. Mm -hmm. By a point, both those. Those are gut-wrenching. That one hurts, yeah. But let's look at the wins. Mm-hmm. I had Iowa State versus UNC. 
Iowa State plus five, they won outright. By five. Boom. Hmm. I had Michigan plus eight against Ohio State. Michigan got the win there. They did. And I had South Carolina plus 14 and a half against Clemson. South Carolina won it by one. Mm-hmm. So what does this tell me, Travis? I had to have more entertainment on the college sports, not the pros. Yeah. I didn't win a single pro, and I didn't lose a single college game. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I've learned that's the about myself. There. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So we'll have more entertainment later on in the week. More entertainment to come. Very well. All right. Now, now we can get to uh, some uh, pick em and uh, recap and pick one game. High school pick 'em, our last high school one. Mm-hmm. We got the only one we had. We picked to Saint T. Yep. Before we got off the air on Friday. Yep. Before the game officially started. Yep. So we got that in at the very last second. Yep. And, and uh, let's uh, recap it before we pick our Colts game. All right. We both uh, picked St. T to win. Travis had 35-27. I had one nothing. I get the bonus point there because it was 29-22. Yep, I yep. do. All right. So let's move on to the college and pros because we had a lot over the weekend because of games we aired here on our stations. Um, Illinois, minus 14.5 against Northwestern. We both went Illinois, so we both took dubs there. Easy. Easy. Easy, easy cover. Um, Notre Dame at USC. USC minus five and a half. USC got the win. Mm-hmm. We both picked USC. Good. Uh, Bucks minus three and a half against the Browns. Travis went with the Bucks. I went with the Browns. I'll take a win in that one because <sighs> the Browns somehow won in overtime. Saints at 49ers. 49ers minus nine and a half. We both went with the Niners. They covered easily. And then we had the Bears at the Jets. Jets minus six. Travis went with the Jets. I went with the Bears because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and uh, so Travis J-E-T-S, got that one. J-E-T-S. Jets, yes. Jets, Jets. Yes. Ugh. So right now Travis has five points on the week, and I have six. Mm-hmm. As we enter tonight's action. And I haven't gotten an update. Let me look at update odds for that game tonight. Um Steelers at Colts in Indy. Yes. What have you got? I mean, on ESPN's website has uh, Colts minus two. Okay, so it has changed. I had two and a half. But we'll go with the two. All right, Colts favored by a two. Travis. <sighs> Steelers three and seven. Colts four and six. And one. And one. I have no confidence whatsoever, but I'll go the Colts here. Travis goes with the Colts. I will go with the Colts as well. Just I don't want to lose ground to Travis, and I have no feeling one way or the other in this game. Um, but I'll make up a reason and say that the offense has been playing better in the one week under Jeff Saturday. So I will say that the offense will keep playing better this week against a Steelers defense that hasn't looked that great. Yeah, there you go. That's my argument. So we both go with the Colts tonight. Bo going with Indy, riding with the Colts. Yes. All right. So uh, we're both going with the uh, shoes there. Not the wooden shoes, Mm -hmm. but the Colts. All right. So we'll be uh, 
taking a look at that tomorrow. I don't even know if the hi I haven't even been watching the the Manning cast at all or really yeah. been interested in that. If they are doing the game tonight, I'm sure uh, Pat McAfee, I'm sure will be. Oh yeah, one of the the guests. They should Peyton. Come on, Peyton. Yeah, I mean yeah, you gotta have your former team there. Yeah. Come on, let's do it. Get it done. But I won't be watching uh, football tonight. Hmm. Because I'll be in Altamont. Yes. At least for probably the easily the first half. Right. Easily, but easily. Eh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens after uh, after the game. By the way, uh, December of this year is when we should have an announcement on where the state championship will be at. December. Yes. So in three days. Well. By the end of December. Uh, okay. So basically by the end of 2022. Yes. Before the start of the new year. Yes. All right. So very well. Also, I didn't know this, but it is a requirement, Travis, to have uh, 12,000 seats. Oh, so there you go. So it has to have a 12,000 seat arena. So homes would not work. No. No. Yeah. So no. I'm, I'm looking to see what some of the biggest uh, stadiums would be. See if we can narrow this down, but we can we can do this, and we'll. I will get back to you tomorrow. I say this seems like a a big job, uh, too uh, <laughs> too big of a job here for the end at the uh, podcast. So we'll we'll just go ahead and look that up and update you that tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Yep. So we are gonna get out of here. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for uh, downloading. We'll be uh, back to uh, talk more football tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk some college football as well tomorrow. And uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for downloading once again, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.